There's a scripture in John chapter 3, verse 16, you might have heard. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When I think of that scripture, I always think of the time when I was the times when I was little and going to Sunday school. My grandma used to come and take us to Sunday school, me and my brother, and we'd do mischievous things like climb up in the trees and throw things at people and we didn't really like it that much and I remember reading that scripture and learning it in, in, in Bible school and and I also remember at that church a time when I was sitting there in the pews, I was drawing on the back of an envelope and I remember the preacher would tell me and he was he was preaching and he said, If you want to accept the Lord in your life he began to give an invitation. He said, The Lord is is knocking on the door of your heart and I I remember as a little kid just closing my eyes and picturing him knocking on the door of my heart and, and, and accepting him in and saying, come into my heart, Lord. You know, at that time, I was a broken kid. I remember at that church, I would see so many happy kids and they were just, it just seemed so fake to me. It didn't seem real because I came from a place of brokenness. I was in a broken home, you know, my mom and had left my dad and she was all drugged out and they got a divorce and I didn't even know her at the time. And I remember just being broken and seeing all these people that look so happy and thinking, this cannot be real. But I accepted the Lord in my life, and I know that He did something real inside of me. I remember coming in contact with Him spiritually. I remember closing my eyes, and something happened, something changed. But, you know, sometimes we can have a contact with the Lord. We can, we can say we want to have Him come in, but the deeds, the sins of this world, the things around us, they cause us to, to walk away from Him. And that's exactly what I did. There's another scripture there in verse 20. It says, For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. It wasn't long after that when I got into drugs and I I knew the Lord was real. I've always known the Lord was real, but, you know, I was experimenting with drugs and and all these other things that that I just thought would heal me quicker and and be more real and be something I can you know that would change me and and make my life better and I I remember going down just such a dark path in that time of my life where you know anything to kill the pain is what I would do anything to just remove the hurt that I had inside of my life and so every day every morning I would get high I would do whatever I whatever I could to to just not be even sober not even be conscious of the pain and I remember you know my dad and I we got into this big fight and I I told him you know he said you're not going to smoke pot in my house and I told him well what are you going to do about it and I remember he grabbed me by my, my, my collar and he just slammed me on every single wall in the house and threw me out the front door. And I, I just I remember that time of feeling just scared and nervous. And I ended up finally getting in contact with my mom and and, and saying, you know, can I go live with you? And I remember she came and picked me up. And as we were driving out to her house, my brother and I, she said, hey, I I heard you guys like to smoke weed and we were like kind of nervous not knowing what to say and she said I I know where to get you guys a bag and I remember that day she took us to the dealer and got us a 20 sack and we got high and me and my brother thought it was the best thing in the world you know and I went down that path for quite some time at my mom's and getting whatever I wanted to do getting high 
doing mushrooms, acid, whatever I wanted to do, I got to do. And getting alcohol and having it in my room and just getting drunk. And, you know, I just thought this was going to be the greatest time in my life. And as I went down that path further and further, I started to feel emptier and emptier. I started to realize that there was no no healing in that. I would wake up the next morning and I wanted to get high again. And, and it just got so tired. I remember going to work. I started to do a job, a construction job. And I went there with my stepdad and he used to have me doing the cement and f- doing these forms for foundations. And it was sort of like a, a really tough job and really a lot of work. And I remember I'd come home and I couldn't even get high anymore. I was just so tired at the end of the day. And my checks were like nothing. And I'm just sitting here going, man, nothing is working out. Nothing is the way that I want it to be. And so for me, the answer I thought was to go to school. So I contacted my grandpa at that time and he lived out in LA and he said yeah you can come with live with me so he came up to pick me up and I was going to go live with him and I remember that morning that he came I was sitting there getting high real quick putting in all sorts of eye drops because I didn't want him to know I was high smoking a last cigarette because I didn't want him to know I was smoking and he came in and he came up and he said you know he told me when he got there he said you can live with me but you're going to do two things. He said, you're going to keep your room clean and you're going to come to church every Sunday. And I remember when I heard that, something just broke inside of me. I knew that I was not going to escape this time. And I remember going to church, that church, and just being around the kids again that I just thought were so fake and so happy. And I just didn't understand why. And I remember the one day that I went there and again, the Lord spoke to me and he called me. And there was an altar call, and I decided to dedicate my life to the Lord once again. And, you know, that day till now, it's been over 17 years, and I've been serving God ever since. And I can tell you that there is nothing that has been more fulfilling. There's nothing that, that can satisfy you like a relationship with your Heavenly Father. You know, a lot of times we get busy with life. We get busy with all the things around us. We, we're, we're watching the, the, the times. We're watching all of the media and all of them. We're listening to music and we're caught up in our own lives. And we think that, you know, we're going to make it. And we all have our own little plan, our own little scheme that we're going to have to make it happen and make it work. And we get we do our own thing. And then what happens is something big comes into your life. Like for me, I remember... After I gotten saved and dedicated my life to the Lord, I remember coming home one day from work. I was still living with my grandparents, and I walked in the room in the house, and I saw my grandma laying there, and she was making like a weird noise. And I walked up to her, and I said, Grandma, are you okay? And I started trying to wake her up, and she wasn't waking up, and I, and I was freaking out. So I picked up the phone, and I called 911, and I remember sitting there trying to wake her up, crying as the ambulance came. And I remember it took like forever. It was forever, it seemed like. You could hear the ambulance coming. And I went to the hospital that night and, and you know, my grandma didn't make it. She didn't make it. She died. And I came, as I was coming home, I, I was listening to the Christian radio in the car and there was a song and it was saying, never underestimate my Jesus. And I went home and I laid on the floor in my grandma's house and I just called out to God and I just began to just cry and just 
call out to him and he answered me. He spoke to me. He comforted my heart. And it was the first time that I had ever experienced something so traumatic, losing somebody like my grandma, somebody who was so special to me and having the spirit of God just cover me and just hold me and just take care of me. And and it was the love of God was shed in my heart and I could just feel it. And I knew from that point on that, that man, that God had me, that he was taking care of me and he was what I was always looking for. And he was the answer. And to that day, from that day till today, he still is my answer. You know, there's a scripture and it's in uh, Matthew chapter seven, verse 24. It says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. And you know, that's really the experience that I have. Sometimes you can get by in life with getting high. You can get by with life with, you know, just doing your thing and and just being in darkness. But the reality is, is when things hit, when when you're on your deathbed, are you really going to be able to, to sit there and say that getting high is going to be OK and that's going to solve it? Because or when somebody that, you know, that's close to you dies, are you going to be able to solve it with with your drugs and your alcohol and all the things that you distract yourself with? Is it really going to save your marriage to get high? Is it really going to save your kids to get high and to get drunk and and to to just work more or to just be more successful? None of those things are going to help you. None of those things are a rock. They're all going to fall. But the the word of the Lord and, and Jesus Christ himself, he is the rock. He is someone who can be a strong foundation in every single time of your life, in every area of your life. And if you would just trust in him, if you would open your heart to him, all of a sudden things would begin to change in your life. Things that, that you now have to hide from, the things, the problems you don't think are solvable can be solved in Jesus' name. You know, I, I've been through a lot of things since that time, since I, I first got saved, since God began to move in my heart. And, you know, he's taught me things about love and about marriage and about life and about all of these different trials that I've gone through. And he's been there with me. And, you know, the real difference between a Christian and somebody who's not a Christian is this, like it says in the word, it says that all things work together for good to those who love him and who are the called according to his purpose. You know, today you may be going through trials. You may be, you may not be, you may not even believe in the Lord. You may not know him. You may be a backslidden Christian wherever you're at. I just want you to know that there is no answer. There is no foundation. There is no rock as strong as Jesus Christ. And there is no life that is fulfilling, as fulfilling as, as being clean and pure and righteous and standing in the light and having him cleanse you and having him purify your life. There's a scripture, you know, and in, in, it's in uh, Romans chapter 10. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that, he is, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You know, I, I would have questioned the value of Christianity when I was young. I would have mocked a Christian, and I know that I did as I was in drugs and in the world, thinking how stupid somebody would be for for believing in Jesus and religion. And you look all around us today, and everyone mocks the church, and they mock God. But, you know, the reality is, is that there is a heaven. There is a hell. There is 
things in this world, things in this life that you cannot solve with drugs, that you cannot solve with alcohol, that you cannot solve with the world's success and with being having money and having riches and having whatever you think it is that you're going to solve your problems with, I guarantee you they will all fail you. You know, the Lord Jesus, he says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And it says right after that says, for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You know, I don't know where you're at today. Maybe you've never accepted the Lord. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you're in a position where you're looking around and you're seeing all the things going on in the world and you just don't believe in God. Maybe you want to walk away from your faith. Well, let me just tell you this. Do you believe? Have you believed? Have you put your trust in him? Have you, have you experienced the, the joy and the peace of, of being a child of the, of the king of this universe? If you haven't had that experience, if you haven't known the Lord in your life, or if you've walked away from him, I want to give you a chance today. Do you believe in him? Do you believe he's real? If you do, he can solve your problems. If you would just confess him with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is real, you would be saved.